Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action and create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in the tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Elena Percival. Elena is CEO and co-founder of Women Who Code. Under Elena's leadership, the organization has grown to serve 290,000 members in 134 countries. Elena is an accomplished tech speaker, appearing at WSJ.D Live, Code Motion Milan, Grace Hopper, Columbia University's Social Enterprise, and more. Elena has been published by Forbes, Huffington Post, and the Wall Street Journal. Elena holds a master's in organizational management and an MBA. She's also an angel investor, a venture partner at Valor Ventures, serves on the board of ATL Family Meal, and is CodePath advisor. Elena has two young sons. She loves chocolate and has been to more than 75 countries. Welcome to the show, Elena. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Sure, let's get started. So as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Yes, I I took a you know, a meandering path to where I got uh, today, which I think so many people do in their career. Mm -hmm. And so I, I actually started out um, in uh, sort of traditional business or um, having a, a non-tech focus in the early part of my career. I worked in performance footwear. I, start, I started off working for Puma at their international headquarters in Germany. And then I, I went back and did a, um, an MBA program and went to work for a very small women's performance footwear company. And in that time, I'm, I'm getting more specifically involved uh, in the women's empowerment space in my career, um, but also learning what it's like to work for a really small uh, organization. So they brought me in to introduce two new product lines to the market and immediately, you know, Nike and Mizuno uh, were my competitors. And I was this teeny tiny kind of $10 million a year company. And so I had to learn to think outside of the box. And in that time, I really think of, um, of, of it as working at a startup. Um, so shortly after that, I had the opportunity to move to the Bay Area. And I'd had a really strong career at that point in uh, sort of traditional products, more traditional industry. And I got out to the Bay Area and I struggled. Honestly, I wasn't coming from um, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, any of the traditional tech companies. And I had trouble translating what my experience was into the tech industry. So I started learning to code, getting involved um, just broadly in the tech industry. And that's 
kind of as I started to build um, my experience with with women who code, having that just as a, a side project. And I loved spending time with smart women who are interested in talking about technology. I was, you know, learning to code myself and building really cool side projects. Um, while professionally, I was, you know, gaining a little bit more experience in the tech industry. And I was at a small startup that got acquired. So gave me my, my, my tech chops. And um, so what it, what it did at that point is it allowed me to have sort of competing offers in the tech industry. And I had two paths to choose at that point. Um, so I had an offer uh, for an amazing product role. And then I also had an offer to be um, the head of developer outreach at a, a technical recruiting firm that really focused on senior and executive level. And so I ended up choosing that path um, because they allowed me to also run their philanthropic arm and loved the work that I was doing, you know, in my spare time with Women Who Code. And what it taught me is how executives were interacting with one another, what they were doing um, inside of their careers, outside of their careers to succeed and make it there. And I started bringing that into what I was doing at Women Who Code. But what I also saw is that fewer than 5% of the people getting these executive level technical positions were women. And so I also saw a critical need. And at that point when I was there and when I, I just realized how important women who code was to the industry and the world, um, I decided, hey, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take that risk. I'm going to pursue women who code full time. That is amazing. Lots of experiences all folded into that initial career. That was great. Um, tell me about that moment when you had a thought to actually code. What was that feeling like? What triggered it? How how did that come about? Yeah, for for me, it it came from a place of not necessarily looking to become a software engineer, but realizing that to be in the tech industry, to be successful in the tech industry, even as someone choosing a business path, I had to know what the language was. I had to know what the capabilities of uh, and and restraints were. And so um, learning to code not only was fun and I built things that I just felt like building, um, but it also gave me the language that I needed and also the knowledge that I needed uh, to run companies, to build technology organizations. So did you learn and teach yourself or did you go to some classes? How did you do that? Yeah, I was uh, learning and, and teaching myself. So I, I got books. I was going to different um, events. So not I didn't go kind of straight to a woman who code path, but there were a lot of kind of learning events that were, were out there and I would participate in those. But it was, it was primarily at home and I was using going to these events and eventually that was women who code um, to help me stay focused on my goals, to help me create a space where I I had accountability and I had other people who were on the learning journey with me. And it's it's kind of like having a workout buddy, but for learning. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. So as you know, this podcast is focused on bridging the employment, pay and culture gap for women in technology. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing in the industry today? 
Um, so there's there's still definitely um, gender-based gaps um, mm -hmm. in, in pay exclusively. So there's other other gaps, but it's a little bit smaller than what you see in, um, in other industries. Um, other areas that we really want to see some improvement is also around kind of the the stock options and the you know the the equity um, and so those are also pieces that are important to be negotiating as as you're accepting your offer because you know they might have a, a set budget of you know this amount and yes you you say hey could I get a little bit more or you know is there any room to go up but another opportunity to really create a big increase in um, in that. Uh, you know, the overall um, uh, compensation package is by, you know, asking, you know, is it possible to increase my uh, my stock options by by just a little bit? And another thing that is is just really important is um, the drop off of women uh, as you move up the ladder. So uh, as soon as you go from individual to contributor up to that manager level, you're you're seeing a big drop and that that first level of leadership is the toughest for women to overcome because we have um, gender based bias where we're evaluated based on our experience and men tend to be more value more often evaluated based on their potential, mm -hmm. which means to overcome that bias, you have to find a way to practice leadership um, outside of your individual contributor role to make yourself, you know, eligible to overcome this this bias that exists. So one, we need to create change in the industry, and we're we're amplifying that this exists, and you should be not like you should go into your evaluation process knowing this exists and work to overcome the bias. But also, women who code creates experiences for. Um, for women to practice leadership and, you know, sh demonstrate that, hey, um, you know, Jane and John are are um, both talented software engineers in the company. Um, but look, Jane has given a talk at um, these Women Who Code events. She has led a project at at these events, she's, you know, stepped up as uh, a leader in the community and, you know, now has a following. She's written blogs. She's, you know, all of these things that uh, are helpful to to overcome that bias. And it's not fair that the bias exists. But while it does, um, we're working both sides, overcome it uh, as a as a society, but also uh, help our our members to specifically build those skills to to overcome it as well. That's great. Yeah, that definitely is the bias in the industry and we've got to overcome it we've got to show our potential and prove our experience right mm -hmm. just as you said so very true so women who code has grown to serve more than 290,000 members wow in 134 countries that is amazing success can you share with us some best practices for growth yeah, so um, I would say two things. We've we've seen um, as a slightly, you know, as a I, I hate to say benefit because we're in the middle of this pandemic that has been just hard all mm -hmm. the way around for everyone. Mm -hmm. But what it forced us to do is um, is go completely digital with our programming, and so it pushed us ahead 
probably about three years and in, in that direction. And um, before we were producing programming in person, uh, about 2000 events a year, all in person. And mm-hmm. now all of those are happening in the digital space. So mm-hmm. it's enabled us to go from serving a community in about 20 countries to serving all of our members in 134 countries. Um, And that's, that's just been incredible growth and to have achieved that in you know, now just a year and a half. Um, The other thing that I think also happens outside of um, this, you know, very unique sort of forced uh, um, dramatic change period is that we've always empowered at the local level. So we we work with um, volunteers, Women Who Codes, very volunteer driven. Our volunteers are the heartbeat of our community. And what we do is we, we have a system where we um, go through and, and train and develop uh, leaders in in communities and in you know technology tracks and then we specifically um, let them know one of their first responsibilities is to elevate more women into leadership roles within the organization one that enables their job to be easier it enables us to grow but also as you know they accept a promotion or move to a new location or or don't have the bandwidth anymore to volunteer, it creates depth that allows us to continue not only to go, but to grow. Did you know that there is an increase in the number of women leaving the tech industry? As a woman-owned business, Directions Training has made it our mission and passion to change this statistic. That's why Jennifer created this podcast. We showcase insight from everyday women for everyday women in the tech industry. Do you know other people that would benefit from tuning in? Share the link and help us drive the advancement of women in the tech industry. Do you have a journey or know of someone that our listeners would benefit from hearing about? Reach out to us at directionstraining.com slash podcast. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and wherever you find your podcasts. Now, back to the show. Mm -hmm. I love the side effects or the benefits of the pandemic. Uh, taking your growth to digital to let you expand into so many other areas. Many years ago with my business, because we do training, um, I I had kind of had the foresight to say, let's go virtual because now we can kind of service the country rather than just, you know, Chicago where we started. And it really took off because we could get the best instructors from anywhere in the world and provide everybody with that excellent quality rather than depend on just local talent. And it was very, very amazing to grow through that change. Uh, And I'm sure, you know, you just like adopted uh, this new way of running your business instead of in-person events, going to digital events and really made that work um, on a large scale, on a global level. That's amazing. And then I like the empowering at the local level. Could you tell me a little bit about if you're starting a Women Who Code um, group in a new country, what does that look like? How does it start? How does it formulate? How do you grow new talent at the local level? 
Yeah, so it looks very different right now. Um, so if someone is interested in getting involved in Women Who Code leadership, just visit womenwhocode.com. Um, and if you scroll down to the bottom, uh, we have a, um, you know, volunteer, <laughs> get mm -hmm. involved in our get involved section and go ahead and, and sign up um, to volunteer. And that's, uh, you know, how you get into our our um, our community or getting involved through our tracks is uh, a fantastic way uh, to get involved as well. So we have um, six different technical tracks, uh, mobile, blockchain, uh, front end, Python, uh, data science, and cloud. And so getting involved as a, a lead. So if you wanted to, um, you know, give a series of talks, reaching out to our our fellows um, from, from one of our tracks is a very easy way to get involved, either in a, a small way of just, hey, I want to give a a 10 minute talk, or um, if you want to do something bigger, like help to support our, you know, our Hacktoberfest event or, uh, and, you know, be part of a, uh, a group who's going to help judge who our speakers are at our next conference. Um, that's a great way to get involved. Just visit that's our great. website. Definitely would love to do that. And I'd like to get involved in some way and help because this is a passion of mine as well. So definitely we'll look at the opportunities there. Elena, you're also a Forbes woman contributor who writes on a variety of topics pertaining to technology, diversity within the tech and trends within the industry. Can you share with us some of the trends that you're seeing? Yeah, so um, I would say that it's, it feels very clear to, to me. It's also my space, but um, diversity, equity, and inclusion is mm -hmm. is a very important topic right now. It's a very important topic for for businesses, and businesses have not figured it out. Um, so this is an area where um, companies absolutely need to be investing. Their employees uh, value it. They know it, it's important, and for attracting and retaining talent as well as um you know when it hits the bottom line having mm -hmm. having diversity on on your team and on your leadership team um it it you see a higher return on investment um companies do see that this this is important and so that's that's a a big trend mm -hmm. so yes dei is very critical and it's on the top of mind for many, many organizations, but you're right. They don't know where to begin. They understand there are benefits of diverse thoughts um, to have an inclusive workforce, to make sure everybody has equity, both in pay and devices and broadband and all of those types of things, uh, but they don't know where to begin. So we are actually working on a lot of different solutions to help organizations with this initiative, but I completely agree. It is definitely a trend for the future, and I'm so happy to see it and just need to coach and grow these companies to that next level and keep that momentum up so that we can see um, more equity, diversity, and inclusion in our workforce. So we talked about growth. Now let's talk about leadership. What are some of the qualities that women possess that make them great leaders? Some of the qualities that uh, make women great leaders really stands out to me is um, is is grit, being 
being across the board, you know that you're coming up against uh, biases that that don't exist for your your male counterparts. And so being willing to be part of uh, the valleys as well as the peaks is going to be incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I think is critical for all uh, leaders going forward as across all industries that we're going through this kind of digital uh, transformation is is having technical knowledge and having a bit of a technical background. And this is going to be critical because, you know, information security becomes just as critical for organizations to succeed as, you know, financial security has in, in years past. And so what I believe is going to be seen more and more over um, the coming years is that the people leading industries, people leading companies will have technology in their background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think those are great. Um, I love that you said grit because I feel like women, you know, deal with so much on a daily basis that they're able to juggle so many different things and still keep moving forward. Um, I know loyalty comes to mind. I think women employees are much more loyal than their male counterparts. I also find that collaboration and they include many different thoughts and ideas rather than making a decision in a silo. So I think those are also great leadership skills. And I love that you said about tech. And I think women will start getting more technology savvy and moving into those roles because I think they will excel and grow tremendously. Exactly. So what's one thing you wish you had known when when you began your career that now you say, oh, you know, if I I knew that, if I had known that now, um, it would really make a difference. What would that be? Yeah. So I'm one of those people who believes that kind of, your journey makes you who you are. And Mm -hmm. so what you know, what you didn't know, your mistakes, your wins, um, they all have a a tremendous amount of value. But when I, when I look back, uh, if I could um, choose something to know, I would, I would definitely have taken um, kind of a coding class or um, learn to code at an earlier age. Uh, Mm -hmm. In my time with women who code, uh, what I see is if you've had even one coding class, um, you are are learning much, much faster when it comes uh, time to actually, you know, per- pursue that as a career. Um, and so I've seen that over and over again. And uh, I learned uh, to code late in my life. And I would definitely say if I could choose one thing for me to know early on, that would be it. That's great. That's great. Now, um, you know, we, we always talk about... Um, getting more women into technology and a lot of people on my podcast and a lot of times have said you know women shouldn't think that all they need to do is code in a technology career because there's so much more there's you know marketing and technology there's sales and technology there's obviously uh cloud computing and there's you know programs that are low code or no code What are your thoughts on that? Since you are in the Women Who Code section, Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah, um, so you're bringing forward um, no code, low code, and I would say I have heard that 
probably 50 times in the past <laughs> month. Um, so when when you when you asked about trends in at Forbes, that definitely came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I definitely think that is um, is something that's going to be important for the future. And okay. we will just continue to you know, build and can have uh, build on top of what's already built and, you know, have tools. And the, the goal as a software engineer should be to build it in the most simple and effective way possible. And if that means you're not actually having to build something, um, that's that's the choice that you, know, mm-hmm. you you can mm-hmm. and sh- should be making. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for for that path. But I I still think having that technical knowledge and that uh, technical background is going to be important. Great. Yeah, I agree. That I mean, there's a lot of other skills that you gain with coding. You know, the discipline, the the logic, the critical thinking, the forward thinking, all of those things. Um, boy, I went to computer programming classes years and years ago, and I'll date myself by saying we didn't even have like computers. We had punch cards, you know, <laughs> when I started and, but it was so important and it taught me a lot about the, the progression and the, like you said, the language, the jargon, the understanding of how a computer works. And it was very beneficial for my career. So I agree with you you know, 100%. So do you have a quote you live your life by or think of often? Yeah, so um, my quote is um, a variation of a T.S. Eliot quote, and it's just, you never know how far you can go unless you risk going too far. Um, mm, I and, love that. Yeah, so that's that's my my mantra. <laughs> I love that. And so you push yourself every day to exceed your own expectations so that you can go a little bit further. Exactly. It's about comparing yourself to your own potential and just realizing that that means that you're only ever kind of running at at, uh, 50%. So there's Mm -hmm. always an additional 50% that you can you can do and and being willing to take risks. Right. That's hard. That's hard. I mean, I do it as a entrepreneur, but I know there's a lot of people that find that very difficult. So I think pushing yourself and looking at that next step in front of you and the next step and then taking chances is so important. Mm -hmm. That's great. So who inspires you? Oh, there are so many people who inspire me. um, But through this, I want to say, um, you know, the, the leaders, um, at women who code, who are, are, are volunteers who, um, are doing incredible work and, you know, they have full-time jobs and they take this step out to not only invest in their community, um, and build up their community, but also to invest in themselves. And what we see come out of, what I see come out of that is, you know, our our Mexico City director who said her salary had increased 200% uh, by becoming a woman who code leader. And that was an under one year. And, um, you know, one of our, our leaders in Atlanta who kind of when she first stepped up was 
you know, very talented technologist, but very shy and almost said, oh, you know, this is my name. Feel free to ask me questions. And then kind of sat down as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And in under one year, she had stepped up as a leader and had been asked to speak at technology conferences. And by the end of one year was giving tech talks to standing room only crowd crowds wow. at conferences. Wow. And so that, that evolution, that, that move forward in, in leadership, um, you know, these are the women who just incredibly inspire me and drive me to wake up every single day and do what I do. That's awesome. And to be a part of that kind of community really pushes you too to say, what else can I do, right, to be better? And I love mm -hmm. that. I love that. So in closing, Elena, what advice would you give to a woman considering a career in the tech industry? Where should they begin? What kinds of things should they try so that um, they, you know, kind of put one foot in at a time and really kind of evaluate if it's for them? Yeah. Um, so if you are not already in the industry, I would say um, look on LinkedIn, reach out to a couple of people each week, ask them for, you know, hey, could we have a, a 10 minute coffee chat? I'd just like to ask you some questions about your career and um, what you love about working at your company. Um you know, have the questions, don't make them do the work, uh, try and make it for them uh, e as easy as possible for them uh, to say yes, but people are accessible now. They want to say yes. And what that's going to do with, for you is if you're meeting with one of those people, one of those three that you reach out to, um, you know, on, on a weekly basis, you're meeting people who then might be willing to recommend you at the company, or you might find out that company that you thought was an amazing organization, you're not sure you'd actually want to work there anymore. Um, or, you, you know, you're, you're building this, this knowledge base in this community. And then my, my pro tip to someone who's already in the industry, tell your manager um, and, you know, the people around you that you want to be moving up. Tell them what you want in your career because they probably want to help you get there and they don't automatically know what your what your dreams are and what your goals are um so so take that time to um to to share that out that's great advice really really great advice so elena thank you it was such an honor to have you on on my show and um i would love to have you again sometime in the future but in the meantime can you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you yeah um i'm uh, elena at womenwhocode.com um you can join women who code for for free just sign up at womenwhocode.com and we have a, a conference coming up so i hope you'll join me there and uh we've got uh you know scholarship tickets uh if if you also are, are looking to come to a, a first uh, tech conference and would like to receive a scholarship ticket. Great. Well, thank you so much. Truly appreciate your time. Enjoyed our conversation and we hope we can talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, 
Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end-users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.